the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, July the 8th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On July 8, 1972, the Nixon administration announced a deal to sell $750 million in grain to the Soviet Union. However, the Soviets were also engaged in secretly buying subsidized American grain, resulting in what critics called the Great Grain Robbery. Today in 1776, Colonel John Nixon gave the first public reading of the Declaration of Independence. He was standing outside the State House. It's now called Independence Hall, Philadelphia. When in the course of human events. Today in 1947, a New Mexico newspaper, the Roswell Daily Record, quoted officials at Roswell Army Airfield as saying they had recovered a flying saucer. It crashed onto a ranch nearby. Officials then said it was actually a weather balloon. To this day, there are many people that don't believe the weather balloon story. They believe the flying saucer story. Many books have been written about that, as you probably know, and articles. Today, in 1950, President Harry S. Truman named General Douglas MacArthur Commander-in-Chief of the United Nations Forces in Korea. Then it didn't work out so well. Truman ended up sacking MacArthur for insubordination nine months from today. Today in 2011, former First Lady Betty Ford, she died in Rancho Mirage, California. She was 93 years old. And one year ago today, President Joe Biden said the U.S. military operation in Afghanistan would end on October 31st. It was kind of like, hey, Taliban and all you other people that are wanting to take over the country and get rid of America and keep all of our weaponry, $83 billion worth, I believe it was. He told them what day. So that they didn't. there was no surprise to the enemy. They knew well in advance. So they just laid low and pretended like they were civilized government type people until August 31st. Associated Press wrote a little article on that this morning. They made a big point out of the fact that President Biden acknowledged that there would be no mission accomplished moment to celebrate. It would be very difficult. I don't remember that. They didn't actually show any links or sources to what they were saying. I paid attention to that when it happened. We talked about it, of course. The whole world talked about it. We talked about it here. I don't recall that Joe Biden was saying a whole lot about there would be no mission accomplished moment to celebrate and that it would be very difficult and everything. Uh, my sense is he didn't say much about it, except he just signaled to the rest of the world, and particularly the the ne'er-do-wells, the Taliban and whomever else, that we would be out on that day and they could have at it. Um, I think... <laughs> I, I don't. I didn't do a lot of research on this, but it 
kind of feels like to me, based on my memory of all of that, that Associated Press is trying to sort of fix something in reverse, kind of revise history a little bit with their article on this today. But nonetheless, he announced the date of August 31st today, one year ago. You may have heard by now. If not, you will hear a lot about this because there's several um, angles to it. But the former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, he was assassinated um, this morning. It was actually last night, but with the international dateline, uh, dateline and so on. It's they're saying the news is saying Friday morning. Uh, he was shot by a guy, and they he was 67 years old. Uh, as I said, former prime minister of, of Japan. Uh, they've arrested a suspect. I've been reading BBC and uh, the Japanese uh, media as well. They've arrested a suspect who reportedly told authorities, BBC uh, uh, said this and so did the Japanese news people, that he used a homemade gun to kill the prime minister. That's important because Japan is known as one of the most gun-free nations in the world. They have enormously strict gun restrictions there. I mean, you can almost not have a gun in in Japan legally. And so this makes the point, and it's a very sad story, but it makes the point. I was looking at a picture. I think it's from the Japanese. They were a little unclear where this was coming from, but it. I think it was from the Japanese news sources. It's a there's a, a homemade gun laying on the street where this guy apparently fired it. And uh, it looks like it's taped together. It looks like kind of a double-barreled pistol that shoots shotgun shells is what it looks like to me. I don't know. But anyway, the point that's being made, of course, it's a very sad day for Japan and, and the world, you know, feels their loss for sure. But it also is raising the question, and there are people that will be talking about this today and over the weekend, I'm sure, and that's the reason I mentioned this part of it. They will be talking about it and the fact that, you know, you can have the strictest gun legislation in the world and still bad people or people, whatever the condition of this guy was, it obviously his intent wasn't good. Um, they're going to find a way to kill someone and they're going to get a hold of a gun if they have to make it. And like I said, I, I this is just breaking news, and but I it looks like he taped together a couple of pipes or, or something like, like, you know, like galvanized pipes or something like three quarter inch or one inch or something. Somehow it looks like to me, there's shotgun shells in it, uh, more than like, you know, a, like a regular, you know, 38 caliber or whatever. But people are going, people with bad intent and hatred in their heart. And, and I mean, they're going to find a way and getting rid of guns just doesn't stop that I mean, it may reduce it. If nobody has a gun in a country, it may reduce the use of them. But that isn't the answer to the issues in our world today. And once again, I, I, I don't know what all will be made of this today. And today's Friday, so I won't be on the air. We won't be talking about this anymore, if at all, until Monday and probably not then. But I just mentioned that in passing. But it is a sad day for Japan. Anytime 
a leader. He's the former prime minister, but he was campaigning, in, in fact, giving a speech on behalf of somebody that's running to replace him. I guess he chose somebody and he was giving a speech for them. And uh, that's when this guy shot him and killed him. He, they, he was, I, I guess they took him to the hospital and they announced his death a few hours later, but nonetheless, it's a very sad day in Japan. And obviously we all can feel for them and think of them. And those of us who know the Lord can pray for this man's family with assurance that God hears and answers our prayers. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23 through 25, the Bible says this, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23 through 25, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. By the word of God that liveth and abideth forever. Peter continues, for all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, the flower thereof falleth away, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Keep in mind, by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. This was not a new thought to the Testament, to the New Testament. This is a thought that has been there, a truth that has been there from the beginning of time since the creation of mankind. The psalmist wrote in 119, verse 89, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. I want to talk to you a little bit about changing words today. We live in a culture where something means something today, but it means something very different tomorrow. There's a challenge at the southern border, not a crisis. Migrant children are being held in reception centers, not cages. Instead of border security, it's border safety. Deleted are the phrases legal and illegal, replaced with authorized and unauthorized people. You get the point. So-called progressives are using their political power to change the English language, to blur the meaning of what's right versus what's wrong, what's politically correct versus what's politically incorrect. Living in a world of cancel culture, and we do today, it all becomes perilous to the average American. What words can we actually use without offending or angering someone? I mean, we really do live in that kind of an environment now. They've so changed the words that you, you can't keep up with it. And it's intentional. The left has long tried to redefine the meaning of words to their political advantage, and in many cases, they've succeeded. Remember when then-judge Amy Coney Barrett was criticized for using the term sexual preference in responding to a question about legal protections for the LGBTQ community? That was during her confirmation hearing. It, I mean, the left just blew up. They said, sexual preferences? You can't use that word. That word was weaponized by the left for being homophobic slur. So they were accusing her of a homophobic slur at that time. <laughs> David Axelrod, one of, one of uh, Barack Obama's, President Obama's close allies when he was in office, 
he's connected to, with CNN now. I think he's a commentator on there. When she said that, he comes on and he's saying, um, uh, he's musing, kind of wondering out loud, kind of laughing about it. He said, I wonder if Barrett views heterosexuality as a preference. Well, you get the point, but the point, my point is that they have been using sexual preference for a long time until they switched and said, no, 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 we don't make that choice. This is not a preference. We're born this way. And to drive that whole idea home that God has made a mistake and has created not a male and a female to conjoin and have a family, but he's created all various people now in fluid uh, sexually, but he's created people with different kinds of of uh, sexual relation attractions, I, I guess you would call it. And so Axelrod was kind of making fun of that, actually, when Cody Barrett said that. Of course, they didn't want her on the Supreme Court in the first place, and their fears are being confirmed now as she voted in favor of overturning Roe v. Wade. But the Democrats have been using that, and the left have been using that term, sexual preference, for ages. Then all of a sudden they changed it. They nope, we don't want that because it doesn't we don't want that word because that doesn't affirm that we were born this way. It affirms that we made a choice to be gay and we don't want we want to be the victim. We don't want to be the person responsible for our behavior. That's why it matters about words. I want to talk to you a little bit about words today, starting with Washington State. And marijuana. They've now canceled marijuana. Oh, not the use of it, but the word. I'll come back to that in just a moment. I uh, I have mentioned several times recently, and I'm not going to mention it much anymore, but uh, other than just giving our address and telling you that our this program is sponsored by the people who believe in it and believe in what we're doing here. But um, we, uh, about a year, a couple of years ago even, we began to get a lot of uh, mail and a lot of contact about things that Faith and Freedom was doing. And in that course, I, I mentioned it at the time on this program, um, we had the attorney, attorneys general of three different states, New York, I think it was Connecticut and one other like in the South, South Carolina, somewhere in there. Uh, they contacted us and there had been some litigation filed against us, they said. As it turned out, long story short, it wasn't us, but it was people using the name that were not using the name when we first incorporated Faith and Freedom Foundation. Um, we thought it was a great name, and we're honored that other people have thought that as well. But in one case, there were some people really angry because they said we were sending robocalls to their house at 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning and, and so on. Well, we've never sent robocalls. We just don't do that. I mean, we've never done that in the history of this ministry. I mean, ever. Not one time. I hate robocalls. I mean, we we... we get them all the time at our house now, mostly political people wanting to raise money, including the RNC, but the Republican National Committee. But uh, anyway, these people were taking legal action. So 
long story short, we had to undo that. As it turned out, it was Ralph Reed who had just recently, and those just several years ago, created Faith and Freedom Coalition. And uh, so it had nothing to do with us. It, it never has. It doesn't. But anyway, we made the decision. There were a number of other issues, and people, somebody wrote to me and said, you didn't send me a receipt. And and they had, as it turned out, they had given to a college that had just adopted the name Faith and Freedom College. It's located, I think, in the Midwest somewhere. And they had sent the contribution there thinking they sent it to us, and we didn't send them a a a receipt because they didn't send it to us. So these kinds of things were happening. So we made the decision to structurally overhaul us and incorporate my name legally into Faith and Freedom Foundation ministry. And we have done that. Over the course of the last year and a half, we had to get permissions and wait and wait and wait on the IRS and all of these kinds of things to make these changes. But anyway, it's all done, and we received the bill the other day, and I just want to make you aware of it. If someone feels led by the Lord to help us with this, it would be greatly appreciated. The bill is on my desk now. It isn't delinquent. It's just I got it yesterday. But I knew it was coming. It's not a surprise, but it's here It's $8,327.50. So if anybody feels like the Lord would, and you're able to do that, the Lord would want you to help with that, take care of it, whatever, I would be greatly appreciative. And I think all of us would, and the people that work so hard in our office and so on, would be greatly appreciative of that. $8,300.00 to fix something we didn't create. But that's over a period of time, and we've done other adjustments during that, the course of that event. And it is, it's not something that just happened like now. It's, we've been taking care of this. We're in pretty good shape now. I mean, we, we don't get any of those kinds of things anymore since we made that change. And if you've noticed, you'll see on your receipts and one thing or another, this is Gary Randall Ministries is on there, and those two are linked now to show. I mean, we don't want people sending money to us thinking it's someone else, and we don't want people to get confused who are trying to support this ministry as as well as the legal aspects of it as well that I mentioned a few moments ago. So enough of that, but thank you in advance if you can help us with that. Our address is Box 399 Bellevue, Washington 98009, Box 399 Bellevue, Washington 98009. Or you can go online, faithandfreedom.us, faithandfreedom.us, not .com or whatever. And you can make a contribution online there as well. So thank you in advance. Washington State Liquor and Cannabis Board on Wednesday of this week, day before yesterday, they adopted a motion to implement 2022 legislation replacing the word marijuana with the word cannabis in state law. Why would it matter to anyone as long as what they call it, as long as they can smoke it and get high? I mean, that's the point of it, isn't it? Well, it's. I know there's people that, there's medical applications, and I, I'm not denying that. But this House Bill 2010 makes the switch in terminology to combat what they call historical racism associated with the word marijuana. 
progressives always change the meanings of words to satisfy some politically correct social engineering goal. They just do. Progressives have become masters of vocabulary manipulation. They rarely say what they mean. That's one of the many problems that I have with the progressive ideology. I mean, there's a ton of reasons, but that's one of them. Remember when President Clinton famously defended his conduct with Monica Lewinsky by stating this, and this is a quote, well, in response to a question, well, it all depends on what the meaning of is, is. The left, the progressives, have co-opted the meaning of words to deceive the uninformed and the apathetic public. I want to take a look at Washington State's word switch from marijuana to cannabis. I don't know what their real motives are other than just to kind of sanitize it because they believe that marijuana has kind of a negative connotation and cannabis has kind of a positive uh, aspect to it. And I'm not here to discuss that or argue it, but I don't know what their real motive is, but it appears that the word marijuana has been labeled as racist. Evergreen State, here's the explanation for it. The Evergreen State became one of the first two states, along with Colorado, to legalize adult recreational use of cannabis when voters approved Initiative 502, November 6, 2012. Although the terms are, <coughs> excuse me, are often seen as interchangeable, the Spanish word marijuana was once used to emphasize the foreign nature of the drug at a time of increased xenophobia. In the early 20th century, the United States saw an influx of tens of thousands of Mexican immigrants to the southwest region of the country in the wake of the Mexican Civil War. That led to an increase in anti-Mexican immigrant sentiment, including a campaign of reefer madness that demonized marijuana users, often in racial terms. This Harry Anslinger at the time was the first commissioner of the Federal Bureau of Narcotics, that later became known as the Drug Enforcement Administration, or DEA. They say he played an instrumental role in getting Congress to pass the Marijuana Tax Act of 1937, which banned selling and possessing cannabis. And Slinger, here's the, the real uh, harbinger, Ann Slinger is said to have been racist and often used racist slurs. This was a long time ago. But this is the reason that Washington State is changing in all of the laws the word marijuana. They're deleting it and using the word cannabis. The Liquor and Cannabis Board Chair David Postman, he praised the decision this week, of course. He said, yep, we're all for cannabis. Nope, don't want to use marijuana. He said, I'll say it's a great thing. It took a little while. Some may think this is a simple thing, but it took a little while. I'm quoting him. And it's going to take some work to get it all done, but it's important and it's part of our ongoing evolution. Really, the knowledge and acceptance of cannabis and learning about the history of some of these things. He said cannabis may be evolving, but in the uh, it, it, over the years, he said, we just want to get it right and get the right name on this substance. They can, <laughs> cannabis may be evolving, evolving, but in my years of youth ministry, and I was a youth pastor for a long time, well, I've seen hundreds, if not thousands of kids not discover the goodness of marijuana or can, cannabis or call it whatever you want, but it's been the gateway to addiction, which has killed some of these kids that I've known over a lifetime. 
I've seen it firsthand. I've seen it kill people because it's a gateway to harder drugs. And you can call this what you want, and you can prep it all up and put a nice pink bow on it or whatever, but it is not a good thing, and it should not be used as a pleasure drug because it becomes much more than that very quickly. That's my belief, and I feel that very strongly. I know some of you will disagree with that and on the basis of using cannabis for medicinal, you know, application and so on. But anyway, boy, I, I be careful with that. I mean, it's a killer. It, it'll take you where you don't want to go. I have seen that again and again. No, I haven't experienced it. I've never used it. But I've seen it. I've stood with kids. They've vomited on me sometimes. I mean, I've been there. And I've seen them die from drug addiction and overdose. Liberals have hijacked many of the words, for example, that we use in our world. I'm not saying that Washington State is trying to mislead somebody, but they might be. They're sure intent on changing, getting rid of marijuana for the reasons I said. Remember when the word gay originally meant feelings of being like carefree and happy and bright and showy? My grandmother, my mother's mother, she used to use the word gay all the time. She wasn't talking about homosexuals. She was talking about how she felt. Now, the most commonly accepted use of the word gay refers to the homosexual person or the trait of being homosexual. The term illegal immigration is no longer politically acceptable because it might reflect negatively upon some poor, misunderstood migrant who entered the United States illegally. Maybe they're seeking a better life. Maybe they have ill intent. I don't know. But the liberal left now identifies them as undocumented uh, undocumented immigrants, and sometimes they are just called unregistered, and some have been calling them unregistered Democrats. Even the concept in the word taxes has undergone change. The government now prefers to call taxes revenue enhancements. Welfare or public assistance is now entitlements. Hunger is food insecurity. Racism is no longer based on religion, color, or creed, but on political orientation. And anyone who challenges the liberal, liberal left's agenda is branded a racist. For a stable society to exist, there must be a common language with commonly accepted and understood words. Such uh, stability undermines the foundation of the progressive Democrats because without conflict or turmoil, they can't advance their, their drive to a socialist society. And believe me, America is being driven in our leadership now, the administration, by socialists. I'm not saying Joe Biden's a socialist. I don't know what he is, to be honest with you. But boy, the people around him are, and they are pulling the levers and pushing. They are basically running the show right now. So as long as we continue to allow the progressive left to redefine words, to socially divide us and make us a nation of oppressors and the oppressed and that's exactly what they're doing our trust and respect for each other is going to be questionable whether we're communicating something simple like a order to a restaurant or something complex like taxes i mean it's all it all comes down to words that's why the bible is so clear it talks so much about the word of god stands forever we live in a We live in a world today where the words are changing, the meanings of words are changing, and it's done intentionally. 
It's driven by people who want to socialize us in the sense of making us a socialist nation, and they are pushing toward a global community. And a global community must redefine the words that that have reflected the deepest beliefs of this nation. I'm out of time. Thanks for being with me today. I'll see you Monday. Have a great weekend. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.